Veronica Sawyer, a sullen 17-year-old beauty, lies atop her bed, dressed in a chic but understated ensemble. Her eyes glazed open in the morning reverie. She blows up at her bangs, then slides off her bed, launching into a voiceover narration. Heather told me she teaches people real life. Continuing her narration, Veronica glides through a bustling high school hallway with a frozen smile. She said real life sucks losers dry. If you want to fuck with the eagles, you have to learn how to fly. Veronica stands at the outskirts of the cafeteria entrance. I said, so you teach people how to spread their wings and fly? She said, yes. I said, you're beautiful. Fuck me gently with a chainsaw. It's Elizabeth Gomez. Everybody wants her as a friend or a fuck. It's Adrian Gunn. <laughs> and this is Wokefield, where two middle-aged comedians realize all their problems started with Sweet Valley High. Wait a minute. It's season two. Season two? That means we're leaving the Wakefield twins in Sweet Valley and driving our little red Fiat all the way to the rapey, misogynistic, and racist movies from the 80s and 90s. Woo woo! Uh, You know the ones we're talking about. Sixteen Candles, Cheech and Chung, Dead Poet Society, Dirty Dancing. All the movies that make our hearts sing until we rewatch them and say, ooh, Long Duck Dong? Hmm, that doesn't seem right. I can't wait for that one. There's a lot of problems there. (laughs) (laughs) Listen, each week we're going to watch a brand new movie from our youth and talk about how it completely messed up our ideas about love, friendship, family, and basically what it means to be a girl in America. Well, we don't say girl anymore. We say woman. We do? (laughs) We do. I can't refer to you as girl. I've been recently taking a sexual harassment class. Oh, shit. (laughs) At work. (laughs) And um, I can't even like talk to my coworker and go, hey, girl, that could be sexual harassment. Well, hey, you know what? This is Wokefield, where we're learning how to be better people every single day. Elizabeth, tell me, season two, I want to talk a little bit about what we learned in season one. Why are we moving to movies? What's going on? Yeah, season uh, season one was great. It was a great experience for both of us. We enjoyed it. We enjoyed lis- all of our listeners who gave us feedback. Thank you so much for that. Um, but we thought it ran its course. I think you definitely had had enough of the Wakefield twins. I probably mid-season. Yeah. (laughs) Probably mid-season. I was like, uh, you know what? These two twins can go fuck themselves. That's true. You know, when I got the books, I got them on eBay. I got every single book. I'm very proud of my collection. And I thought, and it was very COVID-based, right? Like, I was like, this is a COVID project. I'll read every single book. But you know what? After 13, I, you know, I was done. I mean, we found out how Jessica lost her virginity. What's left? (laughs) Right. (laughs) And that Regina dies from one line of cocaine. You know what? Reliving that is still, I'm glad I got to experience it with you. And I loved it. But so let's talk about yeah. movies. So that's that's exactly why we ended up here. Because we were like, we loved talk, working together. We loved having these conversations yes. about our past. We love talking about how many things have changed since we first were influenced by these books. And now moving into this season, we realize, hey, there's all sorts of way we can ways we can do this. And movies are great. Yes. We all love them. Yes. We all are very familiar with them. Um, we are excited because we think our listeners can follow with us, along with us during this process. Yeah, we'll announce the movie before the episode comes out so you can watch it. And then you can join us and we can talk about, like, what the hell was going on? With John Hughes, like crazy shit. I mean, and I and that's I think the most interesting thing. It's similar to Sweet Valley. Like I love the movies that we chose, but watching them as an adult is like whoa. Yes. <laughs> 
so we're doing the same thing basically. It's like Sweet Valley High, but now we've moved it into like walking pictures. Yes. <laughs> so it's, yes. it's great. Yes. Um, should we talk to the to uh, should we tell the listeners what they can expect in this episode today? Yes. I mean, I think the very first movie we chose was the exact right movie to choose because it is the ultimate conclusion to me of Sweet Valley High, meaning we are obviously watching Heathers. Woohoo! I'm so excited. I love Heathers. I Christian love Slater, Winona Ryder. Love um, it. Shannon Doherty. Yes. Shannon Doherty, wasn't it? Yeah. Yes. I mean, this is the peak 80s, peak movie. Heather Chandler, to me, is everything Jessica Wakefield wishes she could be. I mean, she is awful, and Heather, Heather's are awful. Yes, they're awful, and I fucking love it. So let me tell you about the movie. Let's start there. Okay, Heather's, what do you see? You see amazing fashion. You see croquet, and you see the antecedent for mean girls everywhere. (laughs) I'm not a a mean girl. All right, let's stay focused. Let's stay focused. So the beginning of the film opens where all the Heathers have met met up to play croquet. Yes. So we have Heather McNamara. No, start at the top. You have Heather Chandler, Queen Heather, big blonde hair, red scrunchie, plaid, big oversized blazers, knee socks. I mean, she is everything. Then you have Heather McNamara, who is cheerleader Heather. Then Heather Duke, wannabe Heather. And then? Then there's obviously Veronica, Veronica. the main character of the film. Um, And then the mysterious... Very like permanent eyebrowed markered kind of guy, JD, who is a Christian Slater. Played by Christian Slater. And I have to tell you, in the research for this podcast, I found out that Christian Slater was basically aping Jack Nicholson in the whole film. Oh my God. It's totally obvious. It makes so much sense. I looked at JD's. I looked at JD's character in the cafeteria at the very beginning and I was like, is he an aging drag queen? What has happened to, like, even when he was young, I was like, his face is, like, permanently not right. Yeah, and you know what's funny? And I think this gets to, like, the whole point of Wokefield is, like, while I see that, I still am so attached to my childhood memories of this movie that I'm like, he's fucking hot. Well, he's everything. We're going to talk about toxic men in a minute, <laughs> okay? Okay. So, so Heather and Veronica are now in the lunchroom. So after yes. the croquet scene, croquet scene, you see her, you know, kind of talking to her parents. Who are, yes. Veronica's parents are kind of like these rich, snotty people who love to serve pate at every single meal throughout yeah. the film. Yes. And then we jump back into uh, the high school scene where Veronica and Heather are uh, engaging with each other. And when I say engage, Heather is bossing Veronica around. Well, yeah, because this is a classic Mean Girls film, right? So we open with a scene where the Mean Girls are going to do some mean shit, which they do. You know, they forge this letter to make Martha Dump Truck, who is, you know, we've got some fat shaming, which is not great. Very 80s, right? And, you know, and still in movies also, Martha now. Martha Dump, Dump Truck looked like she was 30. 100%. I was like, she is definitely not a chick in high school. <laughs> no, but she's fat. So the mean girls gang up on her. They give her this note that makes her think that one of the football players likes her. She cries. You know, then the football players like try to kind of like give JD some shit. And then he does what? He pulls a gun a on fucking the football gun. players. I was like, this is not great for 2020. Yeah, he <laughs> fires the gun, but you know what? It's just blanks. Yes. Yeah. We'll come back to the whole gun issue, but like Yeah, because well, is... there was a whole recent real life blank incident. Yes. That we'll have to discuss. Yes, we'll come back, but you know what? It's hot. 
That's what Veronica says. It's fucking hot. <laughs> he, throws, he pulls this gun. Because Veronica, you know, she's all of us, right? She's like in the popular crowd, but she also knows that they're awful. Kurt and Ram are awful. The Heathers are awful. And here's JD. He's like, yeah, they are, bitch. Yeah, and she's also constantly pressured and manipula- manipula- manipulated. Manipulated. Yeah. You're so guileless yourself, you can't even say the word. You cannot. <laughs> By, by these women who are awful. Um, and actually, in this case, they are girls because they're only teenagers. Yeah, but they're juniors. Heather convinces uh, Veronica to go to a college party. Yeah. Where gonna... Heather doesn't, I mean, Veronica does not want to be part of it. And she gets set up by this guy that she does not want to be set up with, who is like very, very uh, date rapey. Yes. And, um, this is the 80s. <laughs> Like, he's always trying to touch her. She's clearly yeah. giving him signs and signals that she yeah. does not want his hands on her hoo Yeah, but I got to say, what is the brilliance of this? I think this screenplay is brilliant. And we'll talk about it after we recap, well, whether you think so or not. Yes, but... Well, I was going to say, there's a scene, too, where um, Heather Chandler is trying to give this guy a blowjob after all this pressure. And I was like, That's... she is clearly a teenager because the way that it looks like it, it looks like she actually is about to vomit across his lap. Yeah. <laughs> and this is like, that's it... not where his dick is. <laughs> well, that's a staging issue. But <laughs> <laughs> the point of why I'm saying this screenplay is brilliant is because Heather is the queen bee, right? But then they go to college and she's no longer the queen bee, right? She immediately gets debased and like forced into giving this guy a blowjob. And then we see Veronica in the same situation. And she's like, I'm not falling for it, which fucking triply flips out Heather and she arrives with your favorite line of the movie which is you're such a coos <laughs> what is a coos I think you looked it up the I other googled day. it for yeah. you a coos is a vagina <laughs> so I'm not sure that the insult makes that much sense I kind of liked it better when we didn't know what it meant you right. know she's like don't be such a coos Veronica I yeah or it. she may have said Brad was whatever anyways there's definitely a Brad in there yeah um so then after that, they are uh, very n- not in, in good terms with each other. Right. They and, have and a fight. We get some of the iconic movies or lines of the movies when she's like, I got paid in puke. And Rana's like, lick it up. It's great. And so Heather's like, I'm going to fucking kill you. You're never going to go to fucking high school again. You're going to be a loser. Veronica goes home. And And who's there? JD breaks into her house. (laughs) You know, he's real sus. I'm just saying, where did he get the ladder? How did he get up there? It's all so sus. And this, again, comes back to youth because, like, I never had a problem with it. I was just like, yeah, he's in her window. Fuck yeah. I 100% today would be, like, slamming a baseball bat across someone's head if I saw them coming out my window. Now, what's interesting to me about this is, like, a reflection from when I was a child. The dudes used to kind of throw rocks at your window. So they Maybe in the know. 50s. <laughs> they did, like in the 80s, it's just where like, I'm tapping on the window and coming up. So then at yeah. that point, J.D. and Heather, de- or J.D. and Veronica decide that they are going to try to, quote unquote, kind of play a trick to get back at Heather. Well, first, you missed, you missed the most important part. They play strip croquet and then they fuck. Oh, yeah. So now she's team J.D. I mean, just like your teenage life. That was over in two seconds. You know, again... <laughs> The brilliance of this screenplay, though, like the fucking croquet. It's just like, I love it. I fucking love it. So then they go over to Heather Chandler's house and they're like, we are going to play a little prank on her. But really, J.D. intends to kill her, which he does. Yes. And, um, you know, Veronica does her best to be like, hey, don't put poison in my friend's cup. Yeah. (laughs) But she's also like sort of aware. I don't know. Yeah. No, I think Veronica was like not intending for Heather to die. At that point. Yes. Yes. But then Heather... (laughs) 
cuts yeah. it <laughs> like she dead. <laughs> drinks the poison and then she falls headfirst into a glass coffee table while wearing isotoner slippers. <laughs> That part's amazing. And I thought to myself, look at these stage people. Like, they looked like they had been worn, you know? I was like, they're fucking on the details. Yeah, not only that, but I also remembered at that moment, I was like, I remember these commercials. For- yes. They were always the great Christmas gift for your yes. mom. Yes. <laughs> and they came in a box. My mom had them. Yes. yes. No you get, arch support You could also at all. get gloves. Yes. Yeah, I know. Yeah. It was amazing. It oh, God. brought I- me back. So many, so many memories. God, I fucking love the isotoner. Anyway, so they're like, oopsie, we've killed, we've murdered Heather. So they decide they're going to fake a suicide note. And this basically kicks off a suicide spree at the high school. Yes. Well, the the, the interesting thing about it is that when uh, the suicide note is... uh, found then everyone is like heather was so important heather yeah. mattered so much she was so, so deep in this little uh wave that's happening there is a heather that rises to the top yep and that's heather duke heather mcnamara you know she has no spine but heather duke she's coming for it yep she <laughs> sees an opportunity and she's gonna slip in and who is it that convinces her she can get there it's JD eventually, right? Yeah, JD yeah. has like a whole conversation with her. He's yeah. like, there needs to be a new Heather. There yeah. needs to be a new queen yes. of the school. Yes. It has to be you. Yes. And at the same time, now he's murdering the football players. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> then the, the two football t- players that we talked about at the beginning, Kurt and Ram, they uh, end up getting um, pulled into the to the woods because uh, Veronica had went on a double date with the third Heather. Yes. And it did not go well. No. And um, one of them basically, of course, well, both of them tried to rape both girls, basically. Yeah. And then they right. started rumor that they did rape them. That's correct. <laughs> but they didn't call them raped. They called it making love. <laughs> did they? I forgot what the rumor, but it was like pretty intensive. It was like, yeah, I think it was a BJ. Was it? Yeah. Well. Wow. So then they move on, and uh, JD's like, I don't like the way you treated Heather and uh, Veronica, and so he lures them into the woods. He convinces Veronica, who is obviously a complete idiot on some level. Well, that's the thing. At this point, she has to know. So he's like, we're going to fire these blank guns at these people, and it's going to be haha funny. But then, of course, the guns are not full of blanks, and they fucking murder the two football players, who then also become super famous at the high school for being deep and emotional because they've committed suicide. Well, not just that they committed suicide, but they're also homosexual lovers. Obviously. So who love to drink mineral water, which is why they knew that they were gay. Yes. And then the hit song, Teenage Suicide, Don't Do It, it, starts taking over the school. My favorite line of the movie, hold on, I wrote it down for you, is when the hippie teacher says to them, whether to kill yourself or not is one of the most important decisions a teenager can make. (laughs) So, okay, let's just get to the end. So basically, then JD is like, I'm going to blow up the whole school and fake like an entire mass suicide. What does Veronica do? Veronica then chases him down yeah. and she foils his plan. Yes. And then they get into a lover's quarrel. Yes. He tries to make out with her. Yes. While his hand is bleeding because she accidentally shot off his finger. Yes. And then um, he hits her because, you know, that's love. Yes. And then when she wakes up, she's able to get him and then they move out to the to outside the, the high school, which, yes. by the way, is having some kind of pep rally at the yeah, time. Yeah, of course they are. About suicide. No, I don't think the pepperelli is about suicide. Well, yeah, because they're about to have that whole loving situation. Sure. Regardless. <laughs> Veronica then stands there. Christian, Christian Slater, a.k.a. JD, is like, I really think you're very impressive. Yeah, he does talk like this all the time. <laughs> all the time throughout the film. Yeah. So Chaos killed the dinosaurs, Veronica. He's, he's like, look at me. I'm going to kill myself. And she's like, see you later. Yeah, he's got his suicide vest on. 
Long story short, he blows up. Yes. And then Veronica's like, I'm the new sheriff in town. And she lights a cigarette and puts in a red scrunchie. Yeah. Oh, and then she goes to see Martha Dump Truck and is like, I'm real lonely tonight. You want to hang out with me? Right. So the <laughs> ending is a little like, I'm, not, you know, she's going to be the new sheriff in town, but she's also going to be besties with Martha Dump Truck, which, you know, it starts to be at odds. So we can talk more about what we think it means. Well, I was, my biggest thing at the last scene when I'm watching it is here's Veronica, right? She's like got all the smoke from the blow up. She's got the red scrunchie on. She just finished smoking a cigarette. Yeah. She approaches Martha Dump Truck, who, by the way, had tried to commit suicide. Right. And now is in a rolly wheelchair yeah. kind of situation. But she couldn't even do it right, according to Heather Duke, because she's that much of a loser. So she's got a neck brace on. Yeah. She's, she's riding around in this like wheelie thing. And as they're like walking through the hallway, I was like, this school is not ADA accessible. <laughs> and that's how you know Elizabeth is 47 years old. <laughs> she's not getting out during a fire. No, no, no. Okay, so... That's what happens in the movie. <laughs> and I got to say, you watch the movie first. I watched it a couple days later. And you were like, I do not like this movie. And I was like aghast. I was like, I love this movie. But when I rewatched it, I was prepared to not like it because you said you didn't. But that's not how I felt. <laughs> so tell me, what don't you like? Uh, you know, it's really hard. I think the thing that I would say is that film and just in general, like movies in general are better. Like, there has been formulas over the years that have def definitely um, been developed. So there are things that about the film that I remember as a child, I loved. I loved the whole movie. Like, I obviously, uh, for anyone who's listening and knows me, would be like, of course, she's like more Veronica than anybody. But well, everyone thinks they're Veronica. <laughs> right. Well, I don't know if that's true. Um, but I definitely think, some people probably think they're J.D., and, the, and definitely, I think some people probably think they're Martha Dump Truck. Okay, but nobody thinks they're the Heathers. <laughs> no, no one thinks they're <laughs> No Heathers. one's going to admit No it. one wants to be a Heather. But I will say that um, one of the things <laughs> that I found very hard about watching it as an adult and somebody who's looking at it with um, with like kind of a th my thinking cap on was that there's not a lot of depth to any of the characters. <gasps> yeah. I don't, I don't feel that so. way. I don't feel oh, that way. Oh, the whole part where like JD's like, my mom died probably because my dad bombed a building she was in. <laughs> like, oh, like yeah. I was like, I, I don't, I was it. like, I don't get it. I don't believe it. I don't understand this relationship he has with his dad. Yeah. Um, I don't understand Veronica and her like attraction to JD. I don't know why Veronica is friends with any of these women. So I, I felt like that's the part where I was struggling. Because yeah, before yeah. I think I was like, I took it for face value. Yeah. What it is is what it is. It was fun. It's stylish. I love the clothes. I they love the music. They still look great. Yeah. Um, I love the fact that they had this kind of dynamic. But as an adult who's fully formed, I'm like, this. these people are all terrible. You know, I can't disagree, but I will tell you it's a movie I probably watch yearly. <laughs> you said that. I think I sensed something to you and it was like, but you tell me why you like it. I just fucking love it. I don't know. And and it's interesting to me because I've been thinking about this. Like, do I love it because I grew up with it? And that's like, and it feels like hearkening back to like something, you know, or do I love it like as who I am now? I mean, I just I love the dialogue. I think it's fucking hilarious. There's so many good lines. I love the outfits. I mean, I will say I found the last like third a little tiresome. Like I was like, all right, let's just blow the school up already. Like, let's move on. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? I think after we cur kill Kurt and Ram, it sort of like continues on for a while. Right, yeah. <laughs> and you're kind of like, all right, we've 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 got it. Like the satire starts to run out. But I am definitely probably in the same way that I was 
really drawn to the Sweet Valley High books is that I'm drawn to these like representations of friendship and power and power dynamics. And I was thinking about how much I love Survivor and still love Survivor. And the reason I love Survivor is the exact same thing as Heather's. It's like about how are you in or how are you out? And why why is that appealing to you? I mean, this, I really wanted to dig into this yeah. a little bit today because I don't ever feel that way. Like, I'm not in love with power dynamics. Yeah. I wonder if it's because you're a blonde white chick and I'm a person of color. <laughs> that that felt like an attack. It felt hurtful. <laughs> you know, speak more on it. Th- well, this is okay. To, to, to harken it back to Sweet Valley High, you know, we would have these conversations um, pretty consistently yeah. where you're like, I took these stories for real. For sure. Because I wanted to be the Wakefield twins. Yeah. And I kept saying to you, I also took those stories for real, but I always knew I could never be a Wakefield right. twin. So it was never to me, power is not something that I find attractive. Mm-hmm. Or that I, like, of course I want power like anyone else wants power. But I find it really difficult to find it an admirable character. It's hard for me to see it as something I could ever have. Right. It's very difficult for me to be like, the people at the top are the best, better people. Yeah. Because also, you know, being a brown person, I think you were always kind of taught that we have to stay at the bottom rung. Yeah. So we have to make the bottom rung the, um, the easiest and most livable possible. Mm-hmm. Uh, so... I guess that's probably why I'm way more into like Veronica and like she wins, she gets her power. But I also think she's a terrible person. She is. And listen, I think that I should say, while I like this movie, I don't think that anything you're saying is wrong. And I think it's probably the exact correct read. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, honestly, you know, and I think that's what makes it interesting to talk about it because I'm like, yeah, that's exactly right. But I fucking love when Heather Chandler is on screen at any moment. Yeah. I'm like, this bitch is just wild. Well, we suffer with that a lot of times when you like films that I don't like or TV shows like Succession you're really into recently. I do Succession. And I'm like, I don't want to watch this show full of terrible people being terrible. <sighs> and my other bestie, Taylor, said the exact same fucking thing. And I was like, you guys suck. <laughs> <laughs> but Kim's in with it. I um l- let's talk a little bit about the sc- the school shootings and the violence at schools. Like, how does that hit this? Like now, I mean, it's it's hard for me. Um, yeah. First of all, I'm like, how's Christian Slater have this like gun in his school? Where did he get it? Why? Did he, you know. Um, and then to come out and like basically threaten to kill this whole school by blowing it up was like a little uncomfortable. But I think it's one of those things where it's so stylish that I don't care. <laughs> Well, that's the thing. I think in some respects, it's almost like, I don't know if comforting is the right word, but like it harkens back to a quainter time, right? Because this movie came out before Columbine, which was like the first major, you know, like full on school attack, right? And now we've had many. So it's like what used to be satirical is no longer satirical. It's so it's like more upsetting. So like in some respects... It's like Heather's to me exists in this like perfect time capsule of like the 80s before people had automatic weapons like that they gave to (laughs) mentally ill 16 year olds. You know, obviously that's it's not great. It's, 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 you know, I don't know what else to say about it because real plots about blowing up high schools is a real thing. And like, Jesus Christ. I also think it really did set, I know this is going to sound so crappy, but you know, it's our podcast and I'm going to just go ahead and say it and okay. just like deal with the blowback. I'm worried. But it really sets up the template of what people who would shoot up a school are supposed to look like. Well, that's <laughs> definitely true. Like, the you know, long, JD's yes. long fucking trench coat and his like all black clothes. 
those combat boots that are untied. You've never yeah. seen someone come into a school in a blazer and shooting it up. It's no, <laughs> like, you really don't. And I think that, to me, it's been a little bit alarming in terms of even my own personal style. You know, <laughs> like, I really do love... <laughs> I really do love it. I like I like that look. You know, I definitely when I was a young girl, especially because when I was young, it was like new wave and yeah. and punk, and it was just like oh these dark people, yeah. just like wearing these black clothes. Winona Ryder is um, somebody that I throughout watching the movie was like God. I always loved her until she started shoplifting. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I, I loved her then too. Um, but that she was like exactly to me like what. It was like the reflection of like what I felt like I look like, you know, yeah. even though I don't look that that way at all. But the dark hair and the dark clothes and all the films she did were all dark. Yeah. You know, she always kind of played the anti-Heathers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I was reading um, in my research for this that um, they didn't want to cast her because they didn't think she was pretty enough. So they wanted Jennifer Connelly. Like they wanted somebody that, that, that was prettier. And I thought that was fascinating because, you know, she as a person is like an icon of our childhood. Right. Like Edward Scissorhands, Beetlejuice, Mermaids, like Reality Bites. It's like all these movies that were like, this is what it is to be a kid. Yeah. Yeah. And all those films, she's also the outcast. Always. I mean, Beetlejuice is a great example of that. Yeah. You know, she's the one who's like the dark one who doesn't like quite fit in. Yeah. And it's, she's always like kind of the gothic one. Yeah. Um, which also made me start thinking like, maybe that's also one of the things that I found so appealing about the film is mm-hmm. how dark it was. Yeah. I mean, I love how dark and satirical it is. And I do think, you know, the nice thing thing about it like structurally is that like everybody's sort of right like JD is like going to take down this power structure and but obviously that's not okay but the power <laughs> structure is also not okay you know what I mean so it's like fascinating to watch the forces like come together in, the, in that context I also love that he's trying to take down the power structure while also keeping it in business right very white man thing to do <laughs> very white man thing to do He's like playing all the sides, right? So he's kind of like, if we keep this chaos going, yeah. I'm always going to have a place in this world. Right. He's always going to have people to kill. <laughs> <laughs> I will agree with you that his philosophy to me, like when you start really trying to think about it, starts to break down. And yes. It's like, it's a little hard to know exactly what's going on with JD other than he's like an outsider who's willing to fucking shoot people. Yeah. But he also brings up to... Ha- to um, Veronica, he's like, these friends of yours are really terrible people. Yes. So, I mean, I think it's an, another thing that, that we could talk about is um, how toxic friendships happen. Let's talk about it. Yeah. I I think that one of the things I found interesting in the opening cafeteria scene is when Heather is telling Veronica to write this letter. Veronica is yes. saying no. Heather's still forcing her to do it. And Veronica still does it. And that really bothered me a little bit because I felt like Veronica was a little bit smarter than that. But apparently she's not. <laughs> Apparently she is absolutely not. Well, and I think that's why this movie, again, is successful for me is because, like, Veronica is still culpable, you know? Like, a lot of these movies are, like, about an outsider coming into the mean girls and then, you know, finding them not to be great. But in this movie, Veronica is a mean girl, you know? And she starts to become uncomfortable with her mean girl status and she's, like, the thinking person. But then she starts murdering people. So it's like... (laughs) You know, <laughs> do you find do you do you remember having any kind of toxic relationships like that, like friendships? I mean, I'm sure that I did. I was in a sorority. <laughs> <laughs> 
Shout out to the Delta Zetas. I, I used to have a friend that um, really made me uncomfortable because she would always give me backhanded compliments. Oh, let's hear it. So I hated, like, well, like for example, she would she would say to me, um, "Oh, did you get your haircut?" And I'd be like, "Yes." And then she would say, "Oh, I liked it better the other way." Oh, I hate that. <laughs> That's tough. Or she'd say, um, "Elizabeth, I love that dress. Did you get it at a thrift store?" Like things like that. Like she would just say these little things like pin me like, yeah 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 like poke me you know yeah and I never understood like are we in a friendship or do you hate my guts like I can't, <laughs> I can't quite get this read um and I, I have experienced that a lot of times actually and I think again because I was somebody who uh definitely as a younger person was desperate to be seen yeah and I never was and so I was definitely like the kind of I would rather be kind of the freak outside of the group that people were um that I was making a purposeful choice to be ignored mm-hmm. by the way that I presented. Right, because you're like a little alternative. Yeah. yeah. So it's like, if you don't like me, well then F you, because like, right. obviously I don't want you to like me. Right. Pearl deep, Jam. Right. Uh, no. No. <laughs> Which one? Green Day. <laughs> like, no, none of those. No. Um, I'm older than that, Adrian. <laughs> Sorry. More like The Cure. You oh, know? okay. Yeah. Yeah, it's so um, cool. New Order, those kind of bands. Yeah. But anyways, like during that period, I think like what I really was trying to say was, will you at least look at me Mm because maybe we could be friends. Yeah. But then I wanted to present like, I don't care that you're my friend. Right. But I did. I really, you know, I was very lonely as a child. (laughs) I mean, as we know, if you're a fan from season one, my entire dream was always to be Heather Chandler. Yes. You know, maybe not mean, but to be at the top of the heat. Yeah. What is it? What's the appeal about the popularity though? Well, I, I, as I think we talked about last season, being popular, I always read that as like, that's a safe space. You know what I mean? Like, no one can touch you when you're at the top, right? right. Like, and everybody sees you, everybody, as Heather says, everybody wants to be either her friend or, or her fuck. Well, I was going to say, it's funny that you're saying that you'd want to be at the top because everyone sees you. Mm-hmm. But really what you're talking about is that no one is going to be able to attack you or make you feel unsafe, right? For sure. Like that's really yeah. the space that you want to be in. Yeah. You don't want to be someone who's kind of picked on for being the weirdo. Yeah. Um, so it's kind of an interesting uh, juxtaposition when you're talking about that in terms of you want to be seen, yeah. but you don't really want to be seen. For sure. I mean, I always thought conformity was like the best thing in the world. Like conform, but at the best possible peak. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> like, okay. <laughs> you know what I mean? Be the best possible conformer. <laughs> Let's talk about JD. All right. And this relationship with him and Veronica. I mean, wow. You know, I have had some shitty boyfriends. <laughs> I was going to say the same thing. But nobody has actively engaged me in a murder. <laughs> Not yet. <laughs> you're, you're still swiping. That's true. I'm still single. Anything could happen. Call me. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I do think in this movie specifically, if you think about their relationship too much, things really start to fall apart. Yes. You know, because it's like, why is she still doing the things that he wants to do when obviously a normal person would be like, oh, fuck, we murdered Heather Chandler. Maybe I need to like, you know, back out. <laughs> feel like the moment that he, t- he like broke into my window may okay maybe as a teenager i would be like okay this is oh, super romantic up. a teenager in the 80s you would have been fucking creaming yourself i don't know yes you would have i did ha- i did have uh, a many a boy come through my window that's though. what i'm saying come like what are you through my window. what are you even talking about i mean i think now perhaps a girl would be frightened but the way we grew up that was the height stalking yes. was the heart of romance that is true like <laughs> 
bring your radio in front of my window. Yeah, like stalk the shit out of me. This is love. Yes, look look at me through a, a locker hole. Yes, exactly. Um, no, so I think that the moment that he took me to Heather's house and he pulls out the poison, I'd be like, ugh, I don't know about this. However, I say that as a memory is coming to my head. Oh, good. Let's hear it. <laughs> yes. So when I was uh, living in Hopewell, Virginia, a very small town, I had a neighbor boy who I had a crush on. He probably crushed on me a little bit harder because I was really crushing on his oldest, his best friend. But anyways, he comes over to my house and I open my door and he has a gun pointing at my head. What? <laughs> It was the why? Because it was Virginia. I mean, what's happening? He just—I think it was just like he's a teenage boy, and he was like at home alone because we all were. Yeah, (laughs) and he was just like digging around in his family's house, and I think he found this gun and wanted to show it off on me. And so he like walks—you know—I hear this knock at my door. I look out the window. There he is. I open up the door, and he's got this gun, just straighting like two hands pointing straight at me. And what'd you do? I said, "Are you going to shoot me now?" And then what happened? And then he put it down. He was like, no, I just wanted to show you my gun. And then what happened? That's it. We went and played games. I was going to say, did you fuck him? What no. kind of games did you? What's no, happening? I think we played Atari. But <laughs> Listen, I wasn't, I wasn't that sexy. Yeah. <laughs> what in the world? Yeah, I don't. And my whole point is like, you know, when JD pulls out the poison, I would think that I today would be like, <laughs> like, ee. JD, you're taking this joke a little too far. Right. Or maybe you know. try to like backpedal, but that wouldn't make a good movie. No, but it, apparently in my history, if someone pulled out a gun or some poison, I might be like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> let's let's like, roll with fuck it. Fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that sounds real Enneagram 7 to me. It checks out. <laughs> like, that's your vibe. Let's see what happens. Yeah. I mean, I think that JD is so awful, though. I don't, I, like, the, as the film goes on but and also on. hot. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe I thought that when I was a kid. I do not think that today. Listen, I'd fuck Christian Slater. I'd fuck Kiefer Sutherland. I'd fuck <laughs> all the boys oh, of our youth. I would definitely fuck all the boys from, uh, what's the vampire? Lost Boys. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. But I, d- I definitely think that JD has offers nothing to Veronica. He doesn't actually help her with anything. All he does is cause her more problems, just like a real relationship. Yes. (laughs) Yes, but what he offers to Veronica in terms of structure is he's like the antithesis of what she's in, right? He's the way out, so she like grabs onto it, but then of course it's the wrong choice. Yeah. It's brilliant structurally, because then when Veronica comes out ahead at the end, you're like, yeah, she got it. Yeah, but all all our best friends are dead and her boyfriend's just blown himself (laughs) up in front of the school. I don't know. Does she really come out on top? She's got Martha Dump Truck and the scrunchie. I say, and in real life, you know the cops would be all over this. You would think. But I do also think, again, She is going to J-A-I-L. Yeah, but the, another brilliant thing about this movie is that all the adults are clueless. You know, and in the best teenage movies, that is the case, right? The yes. adults are just like, woo, you know, the dad's eating pate. The teachers are just smoking cigarettes. They don't know what to do about these suicides. They think the teacher who, like, wants to kind of, the hippie teacher who wants to, like, have love-ins and have everybody talk about it, they're like, this bitch is nuts. No one knows. No one cares. The police are fucking idiots you know and so the only people who understand what life is is the teenagers well they do have a very clear idea of how the structures work and, yeah. the, and the power dynamics and the principal does not yes for sure the counselor does not no um and the infighting between the, the adults is really silly yeah you know this whole argument about like who should lead this problem i mean honestly they did exactly what all of our parents did at the time they just ignored it yeah so let me ask you Let's bring it full circle. Would you recommend this movie to your daughters? Would you let them see it? Would you, do you think it has any redeeming value in 2021? 
or 2022. We're right there. I, that's a hard one. I, I, Adrian, that's a hard one because I really honestly do believe that some films are worth just watching. You know what I mean? For the cultural knowledge? Just, like reading the Bible just I mean, to not, know? Not for our kids, <laughs> right? Like our kids are growing up in the world not full of Heathers and not right. full of Veronica's. And that's Well, are they? Yeah. And well, I mean, I think that they are, but I think what we promote now in movies and films is to be the good guy. You know, not to be the crappy person. And like that's kind of a thing where I I do actually enjoy this about Gen Zers who are real obnoxious about their like justice fights, you yeah, know. Yeah. But I'm also like yeah, I mean, I kind of would rather have that for them to be like, everything should be accessible to every everybody. Everyone should yeah. be able to have an even playing field. So I think if my kids watched it today, one kid would probably be like, I really like those skirts. <laughs> the fashion holds up. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I do love a penny loafer. Yeah, they look um, great. But then I think my other kid would be like, why are you making me watch this? I would also argue that the fashions don't hold up for somebody who's in 2022. Sorry. Well, you're wrong about that. Yeah. You know, I think it's a little bit more like 90s fashion is what they're looking for. Yeah, the 90s are back. Yeah, but I think that was more late 80s looks, looks wise. I think you're wrong. And you know what? I'm going to put a poll up on our Instagram. Oh, yeah, yeah. do it. So I can see who believes everyone's going to agree with me. The fashion is fucking great. I'm going to put all the photos up so you can see their outfits. Well, the, hairs, the hairstyles like, are not good. She had that like oversized long vest, you know, like a suit vest mm-hmm. over leggings. I was like, I'm wearing it. She had a monocle. The monocle's amazing. <laughs> It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. Would you recommend this to Max? I mean, for a minute, I thought perhaps this was going to be our couple's costume in 2022, (laughs) where I was going to be Heather Chandler and he was going to be JD. Now I'm like, maybe that's not the correct message. (laughs) (laughs) You're like, maybe in the city of Chicago, I'm not going to send my son down the street in a trench coat and a gun. Yeah, like perhaps. (laughs) It's not great parenting. I mean, look, I think there are some things that are probably best left in the 80s. (laughs) And, you know, like Max and I love together Back to the Future. You know, that's a great movie. The homophobia is low. You know, the racism is low. Like, (laughs) I mean, I'm so excited about this journey in this season. This is going to be a lot of fun. And I hope our followers will just like, our listeners will... uh, you know, keep 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 up, keep up with us. I think they're going to. I mean, who doesn't love Heather's? Hey, tell me, what are we going to watch next week? Next week, we are going to cover the Joy Luck Club, and I'm really excited about it because those of you who don't know, I'm Korean and Puerto Rican, and basically in the '80s there were two films, yes. right? There was the Joy Luck Club, and then I don't think we got anything else till Crazy Rich Asians. <laughs> I was going to say <laughs> maybe Hidden Tri- maybe Hidden Tiger. <laughs> I know we talked about this, yeah. but I was like, that's not a movie about a family, right? <laughs> that's like you know, there were and, definitely kung fu movies. Right. We had that and we had uh, Long Duck Dong, which yes. we've already covered is not great. But next week we're going to have uh, Korean American Dennis Lee from The Takeout and Food is Stupid with us. And we're going to basically try to answer the question, why are you so fat? <laughs> I, I really hope that comes up in the Joy Luck Club frequently. <laughs> Otherwise, you're going to look like a jerk. <laughs> no, we'll be able to relate those stories to our real life. <laughs> yes. Okay. I'm very excited. I remember reading this book. I am not sure if I've seen the film, but I have definitely read the book. Oh, it's an Oliver Stone film. Yeah. So be prepared for long, long, long scenes of just mountains. What? <laughs> There's mountains in the joint? Aren't they in San Francisco? Well, there are. 
aren't they? <laughs> but they also travel back to their homeland. Oh shit. Okay. Yeah. There's those a are lot the mountains of, you're yeah. talking about. And there's going to be some. You might have some tear shedding moments. Maybe we should watch it together. Except then we'd start talking about it. Yeah. Awful. That's. I will tell our listeners we're trying not to watch these movies together so we can stay as fresh as possible for you with our hot takes. Yeah. And I'm so excited. I hope you guys will keep uh, keep on listening and follow us on Instagram at Wokefield and tell Wokefield us what Wokefield Pod Elizabeth. Sorry, Wokefield Pod. Yeah. <laughs> and tell us what you think. Is Heather iconic or trash? It's obviously iconic. I'm excited for our listeners to back me up on this. I'm going trash. Well, we'll see. <laughs> anyway, also, rate and review us on your favorite podcast app and tell all your friends about us. We're super excited to be back for season two. So excited. Yeah. And that's it. That's it. Yeah. See you guys next week. Yeah. Fuck me with a chainsaw. We're out. <laughs>